This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, April 28th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. UK hopes on trade pact, legislative fix for cattle reforms, and black farmer premiums challenged. UK paving the way for eventual U.S. trade pact. The UK sent its top agriculture official to the U.S. this week in an effort to lay the groundwork for an eventual trade agreement with the U.S. UK Secretary of State for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, George Yestis, met with Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack as well as lawmakers, farmers and agribusiness leaders before returning to London on Wednesday night. The long and short of it is, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the UK government are still very keen to progress with a U.S.-U.K. trade agreement, Justice said yesterday at the British ambassador's residence in Washington. Justice said the British are all well aware that the Biden administration isn't ready yet to begin negotiating new trade deals, but his government hopes that will change. Scott talks legislative fix coming for cattle markets. House Ag Committee Chair David Scott of Georgia closed a hearing yesterday with executives of the four largest meat packers by saying the committee will consider legislation addressing cattle market reforms. I look forward to working with you as we develop the legislative fix to this great challenge, Scott told leaders of Cargill, JBS, National Beef, and Tyson Foods. He gave no indication of whether that fix would include a Senate bill sponsored by GOP Senators Deb Fisher of Nebraska and Chuck Grassley of Iowa that would empower USDA to mandate cash trading on a regional basis. The executives denied under oath that they had colluded to drive down prices paid to cattle producers. By the way, cattle producers could be facing another challenge in the coming months. A new report from CoBank says consumers may reduce their beef consumption as retail beef prices rise. The sharply higher costs for feed, energy, and labor have yet to fully impact wholesale and retail meat prices, but that will soon change. And as consumers notice their dollar is not going as far as it used to, they may trade down at the meat case, with chicken being the primary beneficiary, said Brian Ernest a lead animal protein economist at Cobank. Cargill slammed over black farmer initiatives. During Wednesday's hearing, Republicans on the House Ag Committee challenged Cargill Incorporated CEO David McLennan over a program that pays a premium to black farmers for cotton. Cargill started the program at the request of retail giant Target and plans to expand it to other minority farmers and women, McLennan said. I hope you get sued over that, Representative Austin Scott, a Georgia Republican, told him. I think that's illegal and unconstitutional. McLennan insisted it's fair to target assistance to minority farmers. I don't think white men are underrepresented in the farming industry today, he said. In a statement sent to AgriPulse after the hearing, Scott said paying farmers different prices for products based solely on race is unfair and un-American. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, 
dairy products and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Railroads face heavy scrutiny from STB. Railroad executives faced a grilling by Surface Transportation Board during a second day of emergency hearings yesterday on service delays. Representatives of the Union Pacific and BNSF blamed service disruptions on an inability to adequately staff after the pandemic unanticipated sky-high demand for trains and black swan events that caused supply shocks. UP is considering metering cars to increase flow on its network and aggressively hiring to fill worker shortages. BNSF is positioning a surge fleet to handle an increase of shipments of ag commodities, something it's already done for fertilizer deliveries. The board's take? STB Chairman Martin Oberman says he was, quote, having trouble accepting what he was hearing. He said that railroads assured the board a year ago that staffing issues would be handled. The claim that unanticipated demand as a cause of the congestion fell short for Oberman as well. He cast doubt on how the demand could have been unanticipated and said other events like blizzards and forest fires should be anticipated. The bottom line, Oberman suggested the railroads may be required to report weekly on their activities. Farm groups seek delay on SEC rulemaking. Some 120 farm organizations are appealing to the Securities and Exchange Commission to provide more time to comment on its plan to reduce corporations to report on greenhouse gas emissions in their supply chains. A proposed rule the SEC approved 3-1 to in March would require publicly traded companies that have set goals for shrinking their carbon footprint emissions to start reporting on the progress they're making. The proposed rule, quote, may create multiple new sources of substantial cost and liabilities, the group say in a letter to the SEC. These include almost certain reporting obligations, technical challenges, significant financial and operational disruption, and the risk of financially crippling legal liabilities. Judge follows through on Title 42 restraining order. A federal judge in Louisiana followed through yesterday on his announced plans to stop the Biden administration from repealing COVID-19 pandemic policies on the border. The judge's move will stop the Department of Homeland Security from stopping the pandemic-era policy of denying entrance to migrants and stopping those seeking asylum from gaining entry to the U.S. The Biden administration stood behind the move despite criticism and concern from both parties. USTR hits EU food name restrictions. The Biden administration is maintaining opposition to the European Union's efforts to spread across the globe protections for the names of European cheeses and other products. As a part of its trade negotiations, EU pressures trading partners to prevent any producer, except from those in certain EU regions, from using certain product names such as Fontina, Gorgonzola, Parmesan, Asiago, or Feta, the U.S. agency 
says in the latest edition of its annual Special 301 report. This is despite the fact that these terms are the common names for products produced in countries around the world. USTR says it's particularly concerned about the efforts by the EU to make it harder to file opposition arguments against Europe's adoption of new name protections known as geographic indicators. Here's today's He Said It. By ensuring a legal and reliable agricultural workforce, we can secure our food supply, strengthening our national security, and averting disaster. That's Representative Dan Newhouse, a Washington Republican, urging the Senate to take up the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which would expand the H-2A visa program and provide legal status for current farm workers who don't have it. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, April 28th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.